welcome to take your seats. Thank you. Thank God for a living hope. So good morning, just from my side, from the leadership of Every Nation Chwane Highfelt. Hope you are feeling welcome, you're almost welcome. Uh, I have the privilege this morning of introducing a, a speaker that has not been here with us before. So for those that maybe wasn't here uh, the previous week, we started a sermon series on the Trinity. So last weekend we, we spoke about God the Father. Today and next week we will speak about God the Son, the Lamb that was slain, but also the Lion of the tribe of Judah, and we will speak about the Holy Spirit. So this morning we are going to hear the word from God preached from Evan, you're welcome to come up, speaking on the Lamb that was slain, so we can have a living hope. So Evan is the executive leader at our every nation, Chwane. Elijah Spark Congregation. Drop the game. Lose the volume. Okay, let's try that again. Okay, so <laughs> Yevan is our executive leader at our Every Nation Chwane Elijah Spark Congregation. Uh, he's also raised his hand, stepped out from the profession that he was in for decades to respond to the call of God in his life to plant a church. And in the next coming years, he will plant a church. Amen. Okay, uh, he will plant every nation church. He will reach lost people. Amen. We will Amen. see either a new town or a new part of Chwane uh, having an every nation church and being discipled sure. by Christ Jesus. Amen. Now he has a gift of finances on his life, uh, but in his heart he he's got the call of an evangelist. He's got a great depth, and he's literally what you see. He is a great big teddy bear. Okay. <laughs> So receive him as the great big evangelistic teddy bear today. Uh, can we pray for him? Mm-hmm. Father, we thank you for Evan's life. We thank you for the call that you have on his life, Lord. We thank you for the fruit that we're seeing in his life already that is testifying uh, to your hand upon his life mm-hmm. for the ministry that you've called him. So, Lord, I thank you for his word this morning. Holy Spirit, may what he gives us today be of you. Mm-hmm. May it be a sweet fragrance to you, Father, in the presence of this congregation this morning. Holy Spirit, speak as you would want to speak. Let him not hold back, but may have joy on the stage. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Family, it's awesome being here. Thank you for uh, the introduction, Francois. Maybe a bit more. Stand back. Um, If you want to see a true scholar and a gentleman, there's the one. Um, He's really... uh, a pillar in my life as well. Um, as Francois said, can you maybe just go to the next slide there for me, please? We, um, we're going to look at Trinity today, and you're going to have to work with me yet to, today. Otherwise, the joy is not going to be here, and it's going to be a dry morning for me. Um, why the Trinity? Why do we have to know about the Trinity? Because you may be coming here this morning and going, hang on, mate, I came here to get a good message. I came here to get something in my heart. Now you want to talk theology to me. That's just not something that's going to sit well with me today. So I want to bring this to you in a way that you're going to go, okay, I I hear what you're saying and I can take it away. And Francois is able to do something with this 
next week as well, because he's going to have to preach after this. So if you, just go to the next slide there, if you're going to look at the Trinity, you're going to have God, there in the middle, is God. Check this hand, look at me. It's the what question, okay? Then you're going to get the three, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, that's the why question. Now let me make it practical. What am I? I am a human being. I'm a human God. Who am I? I'm Evan. Who am I? I'm Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Okay, but we're going to have to do it in a group now. I want On this side, you're going to go, what? You're going to go, who? You're going to go, you're going to go, who? Yeah, what? You're going to go, yeah, that's more, yeah, what? Who? That's what he wants to show us. I am, um, I want to share with you why this, um, this thing about the Trinity is going to be something practical to you. And um, Francois mentioned that I was in business, and a few years ago, my partner and I, um, we had a business deal, and we advised his uncle and his aunt, and we met them. And it was a great session that we've had, and um, after the session, as we're leaving, he's telling me um, they are Jehovah's Witnesses. And I'm like, Jehovah's Witnesses? Yeah, I said, but you, you, are, you are a believer in Christ. Yes, I believe in Christ. But then we have to go and talk to them. And he's like, no, 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 hang on, hang on. You need to be professional about this. I'm like, oh, professional about it. They are lost. And he looks at me and he's like, I've been to their gathering. And I don't want to call it the church. I've been to their gathering. They worship, worship the same Jesus as us. And I'm like, but I know. It, 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 it's, it's, it's a different Jesus. I want to share with them the real Jesus. I want to share with them the real Jesus, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, God, I want to share the real Jesus with him. And he was just, sorry, I'm not going to allow you to do that. And our business deals ended and um, we're no longer in business. So what I want to share today with you is about the real Jesus. I see there's note takers in the house, it's brilliant, we're going to get to the scripture. Because when you look at this God Almighty, the three. The question you ask yourself is, you came through the, in the Old Testament as God Almighty. Now you reveal yourself as three. Why are you doing this? What's the reason for that? Why are you showing this to me? Why, wh I, I don't get it, Lord, because it's easy to get in the Old Testament. There's salvations there. I can share that with you. But why are you taking me here and you're showing this one to me and you're saying, that's the real Jesus. Make sure you're in touch with the real Jesus. Why are you doing that? Now, I want to share this. It's another story and then we'll get to Scripture because that's what he came and did. So let's say 
Francois and I, and I love Francois, but we get into an argument, a theological argument, hypothetically, hypothetically. It's not true, I'm not prophesying, hypothetically. We get into a theological argument, and you know who's, who comes from Klerstorp is given, yeah, the guys from Klerstorp will know. You get into an argument, and soon your mom is involved in that argument as well. Your wife gets involved in the argument, and you start saying the same thing about that person's wife and mom. And it gets to this point, and in an easy fit, I'm out of his office, and I bump into Francia, into Marinus as I walk out, and I'm like, I'm going to kill this guy. I'm just, I'm just going to kill him. He's crazy, man. And a week later, we're back in the office and we're having an argument about something else again. And Francia turns around and as he turns around, I take one of his books, he loves books, and I whack him on the head. Pa! And as I'm whacking him, he's dead. I, I just killed Francia now. So I go to the judge. We go to court. We get to the judge. The judge is like, any witnesses? And Marinus comes and he says, yes, I heard this guy saying he's going to kill Francia. The judge looks at me and goes, that's premeditated, that's murder. It's not manslaughter, that's murder. I'm like, it's like, no, death sentence for you, but because since we're in South Africa, you will um, life sentence. I'm like, okay, I get this. I, I've got a problem now. And as the judge gets up, now you must understand that Francois' wife is there in that courtroom with his little children, and there may be some of you in that courtroom as well. I pipe up and it's, judge, can you hear me here? He's like, okay, what do you have got to say? Well, I've got a dog. His name is Meneer. It's a staffy. I'll give Meneer to come and serve this sentence. Are you going to look at me and say, this is just the most absurd story that I've ever heard. You want to give your dog for Francois' life and you can serve them? It's like, yeah. And the judge is, but you, you, you sound like you're crazy. But as I'm pleading for my life, as I'm explaining that, um, Leanne is sitting there and she hears that and she looks at me and goes judge I will stand in Evan's space in Evan's place now let's assume the judge is God and he looks at Leanne and goes I, I like your heart, I like what you're going to do a, a young woman, I like that but there's unfortunately something here, when I look in your, in your heart I see there's other things there. You know, last night you were at your grandma's and you took some, some of her sweets that you didn't ask for, that's stealing. Are you going to pay for that? Who's going to pay for that? And then maybe Marina sits there and he's looking like, I love, I love Leanne. What I'm going to do is I'm going to stand in place for her. And you can see how this thing goes. But because we want to stand in place here and go, we can pay for this. And the judge looks at us and going, no. You can't pay for this. It's not possible to pay for this. Even if I stand in someone else's place, he's going, happy I accept that, but there's something in your life that's wrong. So then you look at this and going, God is just, because I saw in all of you looking at me when I wanted to swap my life, uh, my, my dog's life, Meneer's life, and I want to give his life for Francia that I killed. That, that trade-off doesn't work. And God is just, and He's saying, but you're going to have to pay. But He's also merciful. And then He looked at me, and He's like, I see your predicament, and I'm going to make a plan. I'm going to send you a man, a human being, 
that's going to stand in your place. And that human being will have no sin, nothing. That human being will be, hear my words now, fully man and fully God. You will stand there. You will take your place that you'll be free. Can you understand why? If I have to speak to a Jehovah's Witness, if I speak to a Muslim, if I speak to an unsafe person, an atheist, that I need to understand who the real Jesus is. And God did, did this because He loved us. Not because of me, because of Him. He did that. For the note takers, let's, let's get into the scripture now. And um, I'm going to read uh, verses, five verses from the New Testament, and um, I'm going to do five verses from the Old Testament. And then I'm going to share around that from John 1, verse 29. Now we pick the story up here. This guy, JB, is John the Baptist. Now please, John the Baptist is not the guy that wrote this book. It's JD that wrote, wrote this book, John the Disciple. John the Baptist, I call him John the Baptizer or the Immerser because that's what he did. He immersed people. He baptized them. Because just now you may look at me and go, oh, he's John the Methodist or John the Anglican. No, he's John the Baptist, the baptizer. So his testimonies that we're looking at here from verse 29. So he's saying the next day he saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who ranks before me because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but for this purpose I came baptizing with water that he might be, might be revealed to Israel. John, John the baptizer's job. And John bore witness. I saw the Spirit descend from heaven like a dove, and it remained on him. I myself did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, He on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain. And I have seen and have borne witness that this, that young man standing there, he's the son of God. Now let's just turn to um, Genesis 22. That's the Old Testament verses that I want to read from. And I'm going to take it from verse 2. He said, he said and it's God speaking to Abraham now. He said, take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love. And by the way, this is the first time in the Bible that you get the word love. It's the first time. Before, it's not there. It's here. So take note of that. And go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. Those of you may know, but that land of Moriah, that mountain, is Golgotha. That was, he was telling him that, you go there, go and offer him there, you do that. The one you love, the one you waited for, the miracle one, the one you called laughter, that's the one, you go and offer him. Carry on in verse 6. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac his son, and he took in his hand the fire and the knife. So they went both of them together. 
So they went both of them together. Note this. And Isaac said to his father Abram, my father, and he said, here I am, my son. He said, behold, the fire and the wood. But where's the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abram said, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering, my son. So they went both together. And then the last verse, if you note that four verses, I just want to quickly get to Psalms here. Psalms 51. David was um, walking around on his balcony and he saw this lovely lady whom he lost after he raised a child there. A child was conceived and he killed the husband and he's in turmoil about his sin. And he's rolling around there on the floor and I want to read verse 11. David speaking to God. He said, cast me not away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Who gave the Holy Spirit? God. He said, don't take that Holy Spirit away from me. It was something the Jews know. Now, from the passage in John 1, 29, you have JB, John the Baptist, standing there. Now, I'm going to stand like this. He's standing there with his one leg. He's standing in ritual, a river of ritual. With his other leg, he's standing in the river of revelation, of prophecy. And he's standing there and he's showing this to the world. Who watched Batman? Who knows Batman? Come show of hands. Who's wa- who watched Batman? Right, when they switch that light on, you get pa above Gotham City, you've got the sign, Batman. What I'm telling you here, John is standing there. The Baptist is going, river of ritual part. River of revelation part. Behold, the Lamb of God. What's this river of ritual that I'm talking about? Because that, that God chooses to speak from. If you think about John the Baptist for a moment, um, and most of you will know John the Baptist, you will go, this is a miracle guy, because his dad was Zechariah. He prayed for a son, by the way, because they were barren, nothing happening. And then God said, I will send you a son. And as he praying for the son, the angel appeared as he's working in the, in the temple, and um, the angel said his name will be John. And his dad still want to say, quiet, quiet, nothing. You keep quiet now. When he's born, you'll speak again. And then his, his mom knew Mary, and as Mary walked into the house, they met their cousins or relatives in, in Mary's womb. John, little John, was going, Ooh, this is my Savior, Ooh, this is my Lord. And he knows this. He knows this of his Savior. But when you read that verse in um, John 1.29, when you see that, that's not what he's talking about. He's not talking about, well, my mom told me this. She was a Levite. My dad said to me, the angel appeared to him. He's not doing that. He's standing there and going, behold, the Lamb of God. So when you look at ritual, it's thick in the Jewish culture. If you may just move to the next slide, please. It's thick in the Jewish culture. Those of you taking notes, you're going to read that. Because you will have a lamb in the morning, burnt offering. You're going to have a lamb in the evening, burnt offering. The lamb need to have no blemish, nothing. Remember my story about me killing Francois? God looks at you and like, there's something wrong in you. 
He's looking at the lamb and he's checking the lamb. He's like, there's nothing wrong. You can do a burnt offering here. But the same thing is applicable here as to the story because um, it's a lamb. Why don't you allow me to take manure and offer manure for this place? So all God is doing is saying, in this river of ritual, I'm putting the lamb out. Then you look at, um, at Passover, seven lambs. Thanks for coming. Burn seven lambs. Less than a year old. No blemish. That's part of the ritual. That's what God's saying. That's what I want to share about my, my beloved son. I don't want to necessarily hear about you, John, you, Yvan, you, Francho. I want to hear about my son. Because through the whole of the history, in Jewish history, it was steeped in ritual. That ritual is showing this. It's showing this light. It's showing this to us. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes the sin of the world away. That's on the ritual side. Now we get to the revelation part or the prophecy part. Can you go to the next slide there, please? So Abraham speaks to Isaac. And you can see what's going on there. He speaks to Isaac. It's like God will provide a lamb. Is that what the word's saying? What's the word saying? God will provide for himself a lamb. God's got a standard. I want to tell you, and there's three sources, you can speak to me afterwards, that tells us this in any religion, in any religion in this world, whether you have Jehovah's Witnesses, whether you have a Buddhist, whether you have a Muslim, whether they're family of yours, whether they're friends of yours, whether they're colleagues of yours, they're going to want to sacrifice. And on the one side, you have child sacrifice that through the ages and through the cultures, people would sacrifice their children to please this thing in them for what's wrong in them. We call that sin. And on the other side, you have people that is going, I'll just go and sacrifice here to burn incense. I'll sacrifice my life for, for Francois. I'll do something very nice. I'm not going to be violent to anything. I'm not going to kill something or blood ran out. In, on that continuum, whether you're in China, whether you're in India, whether you're in Africa, you'll find some sacrifice taking place. Now, Abram is living in the promised land. And in that promised land, sacrifice is taking place. And God is saying, I want to show you who I am amongst the people here. I want to come through for you. You take that son, you go and sacrifice that son. And his son speaks to him and says, Dad, I see this. What's going on? And Abram is like, God will for himself provide a lamb. The complete Jewish Bible takes it a step further. I don't want to necessarily go there, but it's interesting to note. They're saying God will provide himself the lamb. Being, he's the lamb. And for 2,000 years, this river of prophecy is running. Because Abram is saying, there's a lamb. Those of you who know the story, did, did the lamb appear when Abram offered Isaac? Was there a lamb? Uh -uh. There was a ram. It wasn't a lamb. That lamb is still to come. And through Isaiah 53, Isaiah 53, there's verses about the lamb. That prophecy stands. And you look at the prophecy. Ritual, revelation. 
There is a Lamb of God. Look at the Lamb of God. I want to get back to the, to the verses here. So if you look at verse 31. He says, I may not, I myself did not know him, but for this purpose I came baptizing with water, that he might be revealed to Israel. John, hang on. You had this miraculous birth. And what did you come and do? I just came and baptized. I just came and baptized. Why did you just baptize John? John being faithful. I'm just baptizing. The, I'm taking the people under and they're coming up. And I'm taking the people under and they're coming up. And then one day, his cousin was standing. He's saying, I'm going to have to baptize. It's like, I'm not baptizing you. you. You're a rabbi already. You should baptize me. And Jesus is like, no, you have to. And he takes him under. And as he takes him under and he comes up, the Holy Spirit comes on Jesus and it remains there. And he's like, that's the lamb. There's a testimony. That's the lamb. It's him. He ranks above me. Now I want to show you something else from this passage. He's saying, I'm baptizing. And he's doing it as a sign. What's this thing here on my, in my hand? This ring. Happy. I'm pleased that you, you're awake. You can see the ring. It's a ring. It's a sign of my marriage. But here's the real thing. It's between us. There's my wife. I love her. That's the real thing. I've got something else here as well. What's this? Birth certificate. Yes. It's a sign of a birth of someone. Now, those, those three someones aren't here today. They're serving at the Park. They'll be here tonight. But I've been at their births. Actually, at their births, I've been there. But that's the sign. So what John is saying here, he's like, I am baptizing, this is a sign, but there's the real one. And what he's saying in that real one, if we jump ahead in verse 34, he's saying here, the end of uh, 33 says, And he whom you see the Spirit descend on remain, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. So all the Jews are standing there and going, hang on, we get this thing that it's him that baptizes by the Holy Spirit. We get this. But... David said, God gave the Holy Spirit. So who can he... God, the Father, sent the Son and the Holy Spirit. I can't make the small one move. The Holy Spirit confirms it. And Jesus is the one who's giving the Holy Spirit. The sign is baptism. The real thing is Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit. That's the real thing. Similar to our marriage, similar to my children being there when they were born. There's a sign. It's good, but I'm interested in the real thing. That's the real thing. That's the real one. I want to, I want to land this 
And I want to look at um, Behold. Because verse 29 speaks about Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. What, what does Behold mean? You have to say, Behold, the Lamb of God. What does it actually mean? Because you can go, well, it means to, to look. I'm going to go, great, it means to look, but there's something deeper here. He could have said, just look, the Son of the Son of Man, the Son of God. Son of Man refers to Daniel, Son of God. He actually heard it in Matthew 3:17. God said to John, There's my beloved son. It agrees to what happened with Abraham. There's your beloved son. Go and go and offer him. But I'm talking about behold. I'm talking about what are you? What are you looking at? Because it's more than just to, to look at something and going, I see. There's a deeper sense here. There's a much deeper sense here. And when you think about, about the saying in the cynical saying of seeing is believing, what's, what's a Christian's response? Believing is seeing. And that's what he's telling us. He's saying, look at the lamb. This lamb took the sin of the world on himself. On that continuum of religion, where I'm trying to offer a child, I'm trying to offer a virgin, I'm trying to offer something here to sort the sin out in me. God is saying, I'll do that. You rest in me. You come, come with everything today and come and rest in me because I've done the work. I paid that price. That's what beholding means. Then there's something else I want to show you about this. When I look at him as the Lamb of God and I see him, my possession, everyone's possession of this as the Lamb of God, as seeing him on Golgotha, standing there, going like, the, like, like Isaac with Abram, saying, we'll go together. I know, I know what's happening here, Dad. I'm not a young boy like in the children's Bible like 12. I'm like 30 years old. I know I can overpower you because you're 130 years old, but we're in agreement here. Nothing can keep me on that cross but love. They didn't put the nails in his hands to keep him on the cross. He agreed to that. He's like, I'll come and pay the price. Why? Because of love. So when you have this Jehovah Witness, when you have that Muslim, when you have that atheist friend, what are you going to share with them? What are you going to tell them? Do they know the real Jesus? Is it the real Jesus that you're after? We cannot go after a false Jesus, a wrong Jesus. The real Jesus paid everything for us. I cannot keep quiet. Brothers and sisters, I can't. I cannot keep quiet. So as I'm looking at this, as I'm looking at this and I see this light, there's two rivers flowing and I'm seeing him on Golgotha and I'm beholding him and I'm looking at him. My possession of that is going to take nothing away from your possession, your possession, your possession of having that light. Nothing. It's for you. Everything is for you. 
because He loves us. But I want to warn you. I want to warn you. In Numbers, there's a story about the venomous snakes in the camp. And people got bitten. And as they got bitten, again, it's, it's like my story of the dog. It's so ridiculous, but it's in the Bible. They got bitten. And as they were dying, Moses said, I'll make a plan. I'll put, I hang this snake up. On Golgotha, I'll hang it up. Jesus hanged there. And Moses is like, what do you do when you, when you, when you gasp him for air, when you're going to die? What do you do? Just look up. Just look at him. How can that work? How on earth can that work? You're telling me I've got venom and poison me, I'm going to die. It's like, yeah, just look at, look, at, look at the lamb. He's the one that take the sin of the world away. He's the one that take your sin away. He's the one that takes my sin away. And I can live in freedom. If I have that freedom, if I have that freedom, why won't I share it with the people? If I have this deliverance to be free, why do I keep quiet? Why should it be professional not to talk to someone about this great King, this great God? I cannot today stand here and talk to you and tell you that um, on that long thing in religion, there's anything you can do to make your situation right with God I cannot, I cannot tell that what I can tell you is I've seen the lamb I've seen the lamb and because I've watched the lamb because I behold the lamb I could cry out O lamb of God have mercy on me and I could beat my chest and look down because I'm sinful and it's the same for us the same for everyone here today so I want us to close our eyes. And I want to say, if there's anyone here today, anyone here today that, that maybe in your heart, you experience the Holy Spirit speaking to you because of the working together of the three, the Father sent the Son, the Son executed on the stake, on the cross, and the Holy Spirit confirms that. He's going to confirm it in your heart. If there's anyone here today that's going, I've never had the opportunity. I've never seen. I've never looked. I've never behold the Lamb. I want you to just put up your hand. Just raise your hand. If there's anyone here today. Anyone here that's feeling that the Holy Spirit is speaking to me about that. Praise God. And what we say is, Oh Lord, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Thank you that you came and you gave yourself and as the lamb that was slain. I want to ask for the rest of us here today. We have prayed for the people whom we know, whether they're Jehovah's Witnesses, Hindus, Muslims, wherever they are in our lives, whether they're family members of our lives, wherever they are, we want to ask that, Father God, that through your Holy Spirit, you'll give us the power, you'll make us bold to go and share the real Jesus with them. Because you were in unity. 
when you reveal Christ to us that we can cling to Christ. Thank you for that. Thank you for eternal life. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray this. Amen. Thank you. Love to to fellowship with you afterwards. Thank you, Evan. Guys, all of us might be safe, but don't miss that all of us stand with a foot in those two rivers. So as you get out into this week, in your quiet time, sit with God. Have Him speak to you. If you have a foot in the river where you think you have to do things, you have a foot in the river of religion. And it's all about how you feel when you come to church and how you, you experience the Word and there's... Uh, you have to feel something happen to you. It's all about new revelation. You have your foot in the river of revelation. And you're missing, as Evan called it, that Jesus signal in our lives. So don't neglect the word going forward into this week. Sit with the Holy Spirit. Allow him to speak to you. Get out of the river. The work has been done. There has been a final revelation in Jesus Christ. And may we pursue that. I bless you in the name of the Father, the Son, Holy Spirit. I hope you guys have a wonderful afternoon and week.